Alright guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So this episode's going to dive into why your chest is small. So if you're struggling to grow your chest and put muscle on it, this is the episode for you. So make sure you give it a listen because I think it's going to be very, very valuable because quite a f- I think quite a lot of folk don't actually know what the chest is for and doesn't know these points in order to maximise their progress in terms of chest development. So first of all, we need to establish what does our chest muscles do or in other words, what does our pecs do or pectoralis, uh, major and minor, which are the proper names for it, but don't really need to know that. (laughs) So moving on. As for the rules of your chest, they are to move your upper arm across your body. So, if you think like a chest fly, when you think what you do in a chest fly, your upper arm, so where your bicep and triceps are, it basically moves them across to the midline of your body. Or in other words, like in, you know what I mean? So, just like I said, a chest fly is a good example of where this takes place. Which is why you feel it in your chest, funnily enough. Next up is when you move your arm up. So what I mean by up is let's say you're bench pressing and you're just pressing the weight upwards. That's you also using your chest. So there are the two primary roles of the chest. Sorry, can't get words out this evening. So in terms of what we can do to make sure we're actually using our chest. First of all, form. So we should meet. We should make sure that our elbows are flared, but not too flared. Might sound funny, but we want to make sure we've not got our elbow tucked right into our side, because if it is, then we're just going to be using a bit more tricep and shoulder and less of our chest. But saying that, we don't want like to be lying on a bench with our like upper arm the same height as our chest, because that's going to put a lot of pressure on your shoulder and be in an uncomfortable position to perform exercises in. So what you want is you want to find what I call your comfy spot, which is right for you. So you don't want it flared right out, but you don't want it tucked into your side. You want somewhere in between. So basically, you want to make sure, yeah, just make sure it's flared, but not too flared, to put it simple. And the way you know if it's pretty much spot on for yourself is, is it pain-free? Usually if something's painful, that's a good indicator it's not working well or you're doing it wrong so yeah as long as it's pain free then you should potentially be okay but saying that if anyone wants to send me form clips and I'll take a look at them just to make sure they're doing it correctly that's something I didn't know for a long period and I think held me back with me trying to develop develop my chest next up is how's your range of motion so you see quite a lot of people dumbbell press and they just don't go low at all like and they they're missing out like half the range of motion they should take they could take their chest or peck through whatever you want to call it so i think this is something where a lot of people leave progressions on the table because i think i'm i'm pretty sure research shows that the place we build muscle best is the middle of like our rep and the end of the rep where our muscle is stretched and well yeah in the middle of it so when it's just about stretched but before that if that makes sense they're the places where we build muscle best and for like for our chest this would be at the bottom of a dumbbell press the bottom of a bench press that position so that's where we should ideally 
want to train the majority of the time. So, meaning what that basically means is we should try and press to depth and make sure we're not trying to like not pressing steep in order to lift more weight because what will happen is yes you'll lift more weight but you're not lifting more weight with your chest you're just lifting more weight you know what I mean it's not targeting your chest better it's not going to lead to your chest to grow better it just means you're lifting more weight to fuel your ego sadly so yeah just make sure you're basically pressing as large range of motion as comfortably possible which is pain free so again uh, there's a common trend here you shouldn't really do anything during training that's painful if so there's a reason why it's painful the majority of the time so make sure yeah that's just not the case so to conclude stability in terms of range of motion as deep as comfortably possible and next up when you're doing pressing movements like a bench press like an incline dumbbell press something else i see a lot is your bum leaving the bench so if your bum leaves the bench what you're doing is you're changing the position your body is in so you can get the rep up and that's just you again making the rep easier in order to lift more weight so what we should do is make sure we've got our bum tight against the bench at all times and we're not like driving our legs and driving our butt into the air because what that will do is help put pressure on places we don't want to put pressure on as well as that it will mean we're not stable so if you think about it let's say you try to do a whole set without your bum touching the bench you're probably going to be quite wobbly so why would we do it for any point in the set we probably shouldn't so this is why you should keep your butt on the bench at all times and just keep everything set in stone because if you're keeping everything as still as possible except moving your arms so you target your chest you're gonna be growing your chest you're going to be targeting your chest whereas let's say you're flopping about on the bench like a fish you're, you're probably going to be using other muscle groups that aren't supposed to be being used if that makes sense so again that's another big one i see and this applies to like a flat press incline press or a decline press whatever you're doing just keep yourself still during it and it means you'll be keeping the weight on the same part of your pick so another thing I see a lot of people mess up during the bench press or any other chest movement is having an excessive arch in their back so that they're, they, yes they might be tight and they might be stable and they might be able to lift more weight but if your arch is extremely big you're not going to be able to take your chest through as large a range of motion and as a result again if you're not working your chest in that bottom half, you're missing out on potential muscle growth because we know this is a part where our chest basically grows best. So it makes sense to access that range of motion, especially if you're having problems growing your chest. So yes, let's say you had a massive arch, you were bench pressing, you made a ton of progress in your chest and yeah yeah if you're progressing then you could say oh fine keep doing it but chances are if you're listening to this podcast or if you're just interested in maximizing things you want to make the most out of each set in the gym so as a result it's a good idea to not arch your back an awful lot what i like to do is i like to arch my back enough that i'm nice and stable and tight and put my shoulders in a safe position but not too much that um in a position where I'm cutting my range of motion short because the bar doesn't have to travel far before touching my chest. 
Next up is creating stability during a set. So the more stable we can lift, the, sorry, the more stable we are, the more weight we can lift. A good saying I like to say is it's like trying to fire a cannon from a canoe. It's probably not going to go well. Whereas if you do it from concrete, you'll probably have bit bit more accuracy with a cannon <laughs> and get what we're shooting, if that makes sense. Oh, God. So, yeah, basically what I'm saying is the reason why you're stronger on a leg press than a barbell back squat is because you've got the back pad, you've got handles to hold on to, and this makes you more stable, meaning you can lift more weight. Another good example is, let's say you're trying to squat on a BOSU ball. Also not going to go well. You'll probably not be able to lift as much weight as you would be just standing on concrete or ground. And that's because you're not stable. So, how can we actually create stability during our pressing exercises? So, the first thing we can do is keeping our body still, not moving it. And second of all, just trying to keep our chest up. So, we don't have to pin our shoulders back as much as possible. Because that stops our chest from working as much. But don't have your shoulders all the way forward because you're not going to be able to stay that tight on a back pad if it's a chest press machine if it's a smith machine press if it's a dumbbell or barbell press you won't be as tight so instead of doing that just try and keep them tucked down tucked back a wee bit when you're pressing and this will just make sure your upper back's nice and tight and you can press more weight as well as that when you're doing it use leg drive so if you're doing uh just a standard bench press Visualise pushing yourself off the back of the bench. So where your head is, try and get your head to move back. And this will make sure your lower body is nice and tight so your upper body won't wobble. And this will also, yeah, like I said, create more stability and help you lift more. And not just lift more weight, lift more weight with your chest, which is what we're trying to do here. You can also do it by taking a big, big breath through your belly. So what I mean by that is bracing. Bracing is when you fill your belly with air and then I recommend doing this before you're pushing the weight up. And what this will do is this will make you more tight, it will help you move more weight because it's also shown not only to help you be tighter but to help you produce more force or in other words lift more which is why it's very very valuable. So those are three basic things you can do to help you have more stability and as a result lift more with your chest. As for exercise selection, so what I mean by exercise selection is what you should look for when selecting your exercises. So as you probably remember I mentioned at the start of the podcast episode is the chest's role is to move your arm across the body and move your arm up. So if you think about an exercise like a barbell bench press, your hands are not moving at all from the top to the bottom. So you're not going to be able to move your arm across your body because your hands are in a stuck position. Whereas if you do a dumbbell press, your hands can move so you can bring the dumbbells in at the top. And this actually takes your chest through a larger range of motion. So another few examples is like some chest press machines, the handles come closer at the top. This basically lets you squeeze your chest more, contract it more, take it through a larger range of motion like I said. Which is a good idea. For the most part, like, why would we avoid trying to train a muscle through a full range of motion? It's probably going to lead to better muscle growth. Like, 
it's like not doing a quarter rep. Like, just do any exercise. Let's say you're going to do a bicep curl. Do like a quarter rep or a half rep on a bicep curl. You won't feel it as much as doing a full rep at the end of the set. It won't feel as good. It won't feel as much of a quality set. So that's why. Because, like, when you're doing your chest movements, just taking it through a larger range of motion possible. We can't do without moving our hands closer to our body or in front of our chest, if that makes sense. So, does this mean that the bench press is a really bad exercise and we should never do it, as well as the Smith machine press? No. But, does this mean if you're struggling to grow your chest and that's all you're using, you should potentially look to do some exercises where you're, uh, where like your arms come closer to your body at the top and you can put your hands in a bit? Yes. I think that's definitely a good idea, especially if you're struggling, because why put all your eggs in one basket, why not try something different if something else isn't working, it makes a lot of sense to do so. <clears throat> something else I see people struggle with is just overcomplicate which part of their chest they're training, it's like people are setting up let's say like a incline dumbbell press and be like oh is this using too much shoulders or should I do decline? Do I need to do a decline press to build my chest? Or do I need to do this exercise to do my chest? Or this one? Am I missing that one? Most of the time, it's just a case of doing like a flat press. Just like a standard flat chest press or a standard flat dumbbell press. And the reason being is, see if we do an incline press, we're still going to work a bit of our lower chest. If we do a flat press, we're going to work all of our chest, basically. We might miss out on a tiny, tiny bit of our upper chest or something, but for the most part, we're going to be using a large majority of the muscle in our chest. So, what an incline or decline does is more target more of the lower chest than the upper chest. The upper chest will still be working, but less than a normal press or an incline press. So, instead of focusing on oh, I need this to build this bit of my chest, I need a decline to build my lower chest, I need a flat to build my chest and just like the middle of your chest just focus on doing exercises that target the majority of your chest and get strong at them so this means just yeah standard presses you don't have to do like four different inclines just literally if you're growing your chest maybe like an incline press would be ideal or like a high incline, if you're doing that for your shoulders, then that's going to be good if you're doing a dumbbell press. But for the most part, you don't have to worry about doing a ton of inclines. As long as you're doing like flat presses, your chest will most likely grow. But you could make the argument you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket again. But for the, if you're a beginner and you're struggling to grow your chest, it's probably, it's probably because you're not doing it right first of all like you're not doing your form or the form is not correct whereas it's probably not that you don't have a good ability to grow your chest in the first place so next up is doing a chest fly so as i said at the start our a rule of our chest is to move our arm across the body so a chest fly that's what we do we move our arm across our body so we might as well utilize one because it's a good movement to isolate our chest. So yes, we can do like dumbbell presses, barbell bench presses, but they will not isolate our chest as much because 
they will work her shoulder, they'll work her tricep because they're compound movements, meaning movements that work large or not large muscle groups, many muscle groups. Is this bad? Definitely not. But if you are struggling to build your chest, why wouldn't you try and isolate it a wee bit? Like it's like trying to grow your triceps with only like pressing work or like pushing work, you know what I mean? Pushing movements. Or trying to only grow your calves from like compound leg exercises. Yes, they might grow a tiny bit, but you're not maximizing it and you're probably leaving progress on the table again. So makes sense to maybe do a chest fly in your session. I uh, it's you could put it at the start so you get a good mind-muscle connection with your chest or you feel your chest well during the rest of your session. But at the end of the day, it's not going to make an extreme difference where it is in your session. As long as you're doing it, I think that that's going to be a good habit to get into. If it is a weakness, that is. If it's not and your chest is massive, then why add it, really? But yeah, when you're doing a fly, what the goal should be is keeping our shoulders back, not pinning them as back as far as possible, trying to absolutely squeeze our shoulder blades, it is just simply keeping them back, not letting them come forward a ton, and trying to visualise pushing our like elbows together, so we don't want to think hands together, because we can touch our hands while having our arms very far apart, we want our arms close together, our upper arm close together, so that we target our chest. Because that's what our chest does, puts our arms together, our upper arm together. Next up, we want to be, again, not putting all our eggs in one basket by using, let's say, like a barbell press. Have a bit of variety in your session. Have, let's say, you can have like a barbell press, a, a chest press machine, and also a incline press or a low incline press. Because if you're doing one exercise for all of your chest work and it's not growing your chest very well at all then why should we keep doing that one exercise it's probably not going to be a good idea is it and as well as that how's your exercise order looking so if you're training chest at the very end of your workout after doing the rest of your upper body that could be why it's weak so you might want to pop it to the start or near the start uh, same again, if you're doing like a push day, you work all the push muscles, so your triceps and shoulders, are you training them before your chest? Uh, that's something else to consider. A few other things are, could you add more volume? So more volume is just doing more sets. Are you not doing enough sets? So it's very popular to do one top set, which is like a heavy set, and then one back off set, which is one lighter set. But... Do you need more? Not everyone can get away with two sets. It's like if you can recover from more than two sets, you might want to do it because it might help you grow more muscle at the end of the day. There's no set rule how much sets you should do. As long as you're recovered from the next session, you're progressing the weight, then you can do as much sets as you're currently doing. But it might be a good idea to increase it if you're not, if you're not getting much soreness, if you're not feeling like you're training that hard or you've not got a lot of blood in your muscle and your pec after your session it just doesn't feel like you've trained your chest add some more volume something else you can do is a high intensity technique so but these are things like supersets drop sets 
uh, rest pause sets. So what I'll I'll give you an example. So you could do like a drop set. Let's say at the end of your session you do a chest fly to finish off. You could do a set, drop the weight by like twenty five percent, and do the set again. And this is just a way to get more effective work in in a short period of time and get a ton of blood in your pick or in your chest because this is shown to also help you grow muscle. Something else to consider is how are your rep ranges? So if you're doing, if you're just doing sets of five to seven reps on all your chest exercises, could you be leaving other like rep ranges out the equation that could help you grow your chest so could you do like 10 to 12 could you do 12 to 15 could you even do like a 20 rep set on like a chest fly and get a good pump get a good bit of blood in your muscle to help you grow muscle we things like that so just making sure you're not putting all your eggs in one basket again i think it's a good idea because at the end of the day we you don't know uh, like if something's not working why would you keep it like that it makes sense to use some different rep ranges so we don't just stall as well because if we're just doing a bench press to five to nine then it's going to be hard to keep progressing over time whereas let's say you do a different set a different rep range that gives you a chance to progress both rep ranges so let's say oh my strength wasn't good on my first set in the five to seven rep range i can still progress and get 13 reps on the high rep set that's you still progressing which will help you grow muscle. If we lift more for more reps, we'll grow muscle. If it's targeting the right muscle, that is. And what are you thinking about during the set? So if you're thinking about just pushing the weight from A to B, then you could potentially be a bit more focused in targeting your chest. And remember at the start I said your chest's role was to move your arm across the body and up. What you could focus on is pressing it up and while you're pressing the weight up, focus on pushing your elbow into your side. Or if you're pressing, focus on pushing, yeah, just pushing your elbows close to each other. And that will actually help you activate your chest and use your chest. Whereas if you focused on, let's say, pushing the weight out away from you. Let's say you want you were visualizing your hand sliding further apart on a barbell bench press. That's going to help you activate your triceps more. So you want to do the opposite of it. And again, that will just help you use your chest better and make sure you're using the right muscle group. So, lastly is rep speed. Are you controlling the weight down or are you bouncing it off your chest? Because if you're bouncing it off your chest, let's say on the bench press again, you're probably not using your chest for the full range of motion. You're probably using your chest through the top, the middle, not much at the bottom, bouncing it then catching it in the middle so you're not training the bottom position the stretch position again make sure nailing the basics as well so yes this is all gonna help you grow your chest but if you're not eating if you're not sleeping if you're not training hard then like you should nail the fundamentals before worrying about these details you know what i mean it's like and again let's say you're skipping sessions why are you worrying about improving your session if you're not doing it consistently so again make sure you're targeting like the the big main things before worrying about the wee details but if you're nailing the basics and your chest still isn't growing consider these implement them so i have went over an awful lot today 
appreciate this might be a bit confusing, especially in our podcast format. So any questions, any any points you want to explain, drop me a message and I'll be happy to do so. So hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you very much for listening as always. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, like the video. If you're on Spotify, follow it. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I believe you can follow it as well. Leave me a rating and a review if you want. And if you want to, share it on your story. It will help spread my podcast and do me a lot of good. So yeah, thank you very much for listening and until next week.